Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Hey, it's me, WWE Hall of Famer from the LOD, Road Warrior Animal. And who are you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, only seen here out of Indie Music TV. You are watching Monty and the Pharaoh straight out of Ronkonkoma, Long Island. At the board is now the new, no longer infamous, but now famous, Matty Ice. Matty, how are you, pal? Hey, oh, hey, oh. Doing amazing, as always. I want to apologize, everybody. A little late start. Purely Mike Monty's fault. Not the Pharaoh. Not Sam Fatu or the Tonga Kid or no one else's fault but Mike Monty. Mike Monty was doing some stuff that he shouldn't have been doing. (laughs) (laughs) To the right is the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow. Jimmy, how are you, pal? I'm here, so so far so good. What's going on, man? It's been a. It's a. What did you be... do wrong? I don't. I'm so. I just. I just delayed us. I what, just what, delayed you us. You think it's the. You think it's the good fucking wine that might have had something to do with the late start? I don't know. For the fans out there, it seems like we got a little yeah. bit of buffering problem out there. Hang in there with us. It should correct itself. Uh, so far, the sound is good. So that's good. So hang in there. Yeah. Jimmy, great show Saturday. Yeah. Chief Jewel Strongbro, thoughts on that whole deal, that was pal? Awesome. What a nice man, and what a great interview. Uh, very cool guy. Very cool guy. You know, very even. You know, we get all different types in here, as you know. There's been close to 100 guests on this show since we got this ball rolling not that long ago. Right. So I felt found him to be very even-tempered. You know, some guys are more intense. Some guys are... They don't even have a pulse. Hello, are you there? You know, it depends on the bison. But 
I really dug Jewel Strongbow. I thought he was a good dude. What was good for me, man, was that it brought back all the old memories, right? All things that I remembered from the past. He's from junior high time. And what a pleasant gentleman. Yeah. Right? Very cool guy, man. Very cool. Speaking of something not pleasant, last night I was doing some work and I put on Netflix and I watched this documentary called The American Murder. The Family Next Door. Oh, that sounds cheery. What was that about? The American Murder, The Family Next Door. This so is it's what bas- you watch? It's basically about this uh, this girl that disappears, yeah. and her kids disappear, and they obviously look at the husband, and the husband's denying it. Right. And, uh, you know, it goes on and on and on, and then finally he admits that he has an affair with another girl, and he decides he's just going to kill his family. And he puts him in an oil tanker to hide him. In an oil tanker. So where, I, where, where was the oil tanker? Uh, he worked in some sort of oil field where there were yeah, empty tanks. He really an affair. Yeah. Why do you have to kill your wife and kids, dude? It's like just leave your wife. Did he play a dislikable asshole? No, he seemed like a very nice guy. Don't you actually. love when they do that? What the hell? You should be hating this guy. Meanwhile, you're like, I don't know. He's really not so bad. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, I gotta tell you, I don't wait, get it. With all know? due respect, his wife was a bitch. I, you know. Now I'm really confused. Should we be rooting for him or being like, you know, he threw the whole family in an oil no, tanker? I, you and you what? make fun of me when I say I, I like Charles Manson. I, I shouldn't make, this is just I wrong. shouldn't make fun of it. Well, but I the don't fact like that, Charles Manson. The fact that matter, fascinated by this is what I don't anyway, understand. You meet another woman. You <laughs> want to be with this other woman. Oh, God, Why this... is it necessary to kill your wife and kids? It's like, just leave. If you're asking for sanity in an insane world. Honey, I screwed the neighbor. Oh, okay, that's cool. Move on. It doesn't happen that way. It doesn't. You get the shit knocked out of you, then you go to court, then you got nothing left. You know, you just throw oh, them in an oil that's tanker. Good point. That's a good you point. might as well just throw them in an oil. Wait a minute, now I'm rooting for the guy. I think I'm Wait, at, wait I'm, a minute, think, when is this on? I, Can I watch this at any time? I'm going to go home and watch this. I'm going to ask Tiger Kid what he would do once oh, we get to him. Uh, Dick He's Van Dyke is 95, shows off his body, Dick, workout. Sh- wait a minute, shows off his He's body? He's looking forward to making it to 100. Guy looks great. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I've heard this term about guys, unfortunately, that are our age about dad bod. Uh-huh. Dick Van Dyke, what kind of bod is that at 95? Dead bod? <laughs> no, I'm serious. What is it? What did he look like? Was he going like this? Look better than what you and me. What does he look make? like? I got to see the picture. This is, this is messed up. You know what, though? He was always in shape. Did you see that fall he took at the beginning of the credits back in 1961? A luchador, Dick Van Dyke. I bet you could have. I bet you he could have. Talented guy. So let me ask you a question. Hey, Dick Van Dyke. Did you like the Mary Tyler Moore and the Dick Van Dyke show or the Mary Tyler Moore for the Mary Tyler Moore show? I love both shows. I'm a big fan of both. I'm a sap. Which which Mary Tyler Moore did you find more sexually attractive? Oh, the Mary Tyler Moore and Dick Van Dyke. What are you talking about? Holy moly. She was like 20-something back then. And she was in black. And she was in black and white. She was in black and white. Yeah, she was beautiful, though, in black and white. Anyway. She looked good either way. I would Mary. like to thank the band that sings the theme song for Monty and the Farrow, own Jimmy Farrow, along with his oh. partner, Bart Griggs. Make up the band with Stereo Hall. With Stereo Hall sings such great songs as Riding High, our theme song, yeah. In My Dreams, This Life, Not Far Behind, Here Comes the Rain. You can find their music on the Wisteria Hall YouTube page. Please, guys, go to that YouTube page. Hit like, subscribe, join the Wisteria Hall page. Also catch their music on Spotify, iTunes, and Reverb Nation. In fact, it's Apple Music. I apologize. Ah. iTunes does not. Has it been absorbed? I don't know. Whatever. It's been absorbed. If you didn't know it, you're watching Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, only seen here out of Indy Radio, Spotify, Anchor, and the Monty Nefaro Twitch TV page. Mm. 
And if you're from New York, you can catch us on the Channel 115 every Tuesday from 7 to 7.30. And for early risers, Channel 115, 6 a.m. to 6.30, where you will see the Tonga Kid in the condensed okay. cable version you're, you're of this lately. show. You're, I am. You're, Thank you're you. nailing the terminology lately. And for Good the late-nighters like... Uh, our own Jimmy Farrow on Channel 20 at 2 a.m. to 2.30. I think, uh... 2 a.m. to 2.30. I mean... Oh, what's up, guys? Yeah. Yeah, Farrow time. That's Absolutely. it, baby. Absolutely. We'll be right back after this commercial break. We're very excited to have former WWE superstar, the Tonga Kid, Sam Fatu, in studio. I got to tell you, on a personal basis... Yeah. Hi, it's Josh from Under the Table Hot Sauce. I'm here with my friend, the star of the show, Jimmy Farrow. Yeah, what's up, JB? Nah, nothing. It's been a hot summer, and for all your barbecue needs, you can go to UndertheTableHotSauce.com. 13 unique flavors to choose from, created and bottled in a Long Island kitchen. UndertheTableHotSauce.com. Let's go chow, JB. Let's do it. All the flavor, twice the burn. M&J Video Games and Collectibles. Sport and non-sport cards, wrestling items, autographed items. We buy, sell, and trade. M&J Video Games and Collectibles, located at 1049 Queen Street, Southington, Connecticut. Call us at 1-860-479-9223 or 860-93-GAMES. M&J Video Games and Collectibles. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty DeFaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV. We are produced out of Ron Conkham in Long Island, and it is our honor, our privilege, to have former WWE superstar. Again, I'm going to call him the Tonga Kid because that's what I'm going to call him. There you go. And if he doesn't like it, he's going to tell me, and hopefully he doesn't beat my ass. Oh, <laughs> Thank you, Tonga Kid, for joining us. <laughs> yes, my man. What's going What's on? Up? Doing great. Doing great. Thank you so much for having me here, man. Appreciate it, man. Much love. Much yeah, love. the Tonga Kid. There you go. You're All right, then I'm good. Thank God. So how's it going? How are you holding up with the whole COVID thing, the change of presidents, everything that's going on, my friend? What do you what is going on? By the way, what are you drinking there? You're drinking a little good fucking wine. Man, there's right? some good <laughs> fucking wine right here. I'm going to do a lot of fucking tonight after this. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Matthew <laughs> better tape up his ass. <laughs> keep it real. That's why we call it oh, Keep It Real. My social media, just keep it real. Simple and real. Keep it real. I thought uh-huh. that at the front so, of the building, entrance, entrance and rear. With, with all due respect, sir, how are you holding up with everything that's going on in today's world? You know what? First of all, man, I want to say thank you guys for having me on the greatest show that uh, I can imagine Ugh. since I've been back to New York. Coming back here to New York and to come right into your show is an honor for me. Thank you so much thank for having you. me. Wow. Uh, with the COVID and all, everything happening in the world, change of president and all this other bullshit that's happening in our country right now. I'd look at it this way. I try to just keep my mind focused and stay healthy at the same time. You know, no, we never let our guards down, right? Uh, you basically just got to uh, ride the wave out. You know, you take it one day at a time, one step at a time. Uh, it gave me a lot of time. What I do know, it gave me a lot of time to do some catch up. Uh, catch up what I mean with my family, my kids. You know, because if it wasn't for the COVID, there was good to come out of the COVID. I've lost a lot of loved ones. I lost my dad. Mm. It was very, very hard. Um, 
after losing my brother, Manga. I mean, not in the COVID, but, you know, just dominoes just dropping. And at the same time, you're trying to deal with life, period, and try to get over this hump. You know, we had a war in our country and didn't even know we had a war. You know, so we got, we're like magnums. We're getting sprayed with something. We don't even know what the hell they're fucking shooting mm -hmm. at us. People say it's good. Some say it's bad. But it is what it is. And I just try to adapt. Uh, with the COVID and not only that with life in general and especially with me with my health at my age now uh, I spent a lot of my time and my energy and now I gave it all to my kids uh, Journey fought too, Jacob fought too, uh, Josiah fought too, and Miracle and Marty um, <clears throat> It's hard for me to to come out like this because I love my kids. I love my family a lot. I love my wife a lot so um now I put my energy in now at my age at 52, I put it into my grandkids. Like I said earlier, there's good that came out of COVID and there's bad that came out of COVID, good and bad. The good part is I get to spend a lot of time with my grandkids and a lot of time with my family. The bad part about it is we have to bury a lot of loved ones. Mm -hmm. So with all with that said, you know, I, I'm sorry that these type of issues can be very sensitive to me sometimes emotional and but all this is straight from the heart this is not a work this is not a gimmick okay so i, I well, love you guys for that and you know i again, appreciate i appreciate you know, that sir it, um I'm, I'm i'm human like everyone else there is no star in my soul or my heart anyways i'm just a regular man regular human being trying to just get over that hump and right place at the right time you know uh that's what i think the president <laughs> I'm not going to lie, politics, you can't mix politics with, uh, with, with, with dreams. Uh, Martin Luther King said, I'm not knocking him, let's get it straight, I'm not knocking Martin Luther King, I'm just saying, yeah, I have a dream, we all have dreams, it's about visions. Mm -hmm. Do we have a vision? What's the vision for the country, for our kids, us, right here, me and you? What's our vision? I don't know what I'm going to get back in my tax return. I have no clue. You know, only the White House will know that. Mm -hmm. Only politics people, you know, they have this, they have meetings of their own behind closed doors. It's almost like when if I'm going to do a job, hey, we need to talk to you, you know. So everything's behind closed doors. But, again, yes, that's just uh, my feeling about the the COVID or, or the country or whatever's happening. There's just so much going on. I can go on and on and on, but goddamn, this motherfucking wine is good as shit. <laughs> damn it, it ain't the wine talking. I'm, I'm, let me clear it. It ain't the wine that's talking. Is me, Sam Fatu. Sam, you showed beautiful emotion towards your family and what you just spoke of. And I got to tell you, of all the wrestlers we've had in here, <clears throat> no one should probably be more proud of their family line than you. Your family line has given so much back to this business. Thank you. Knowing that you're the nephew of the great, great offer and seeker, the Wild Samoans, was it just a foregone conclusion that you were going to become a pro wrestler or how does it start for you coming in you know having this family what was it like becoming a wrestler what made you decide i'm going to go for it well it all started when uh my mom contacted uh Appa and sika and uh my mom you know of course uh so everyone will understand is my mom's brothers 
and that's where I come in at as a young kid from San Francisco, just running the street, just doing some books, doing shit I'm not supposed to do. Sure. Period. Sure. So what did they, she does, she calls her brother and says, hey, my son is whatever, whatever. And then I ended up with Alpensica in Pensacola, Florida. And, man, these guys were scary. <laughs> scary looking for me. I mean, I, I was rattled. It's basically like I had fear. <laughs> I was completely scared and fear. You don't make That's two different things right there, you did know. Did they give you any preferential treatment being in the family? Or did no, you get actually, you know what? They, they, made, the they put me to the motherfucking <laughs> test. They basically just beat your ass up and say, "You're this is it. You're not fucking with my sister like that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just uh, they had to put me in line. They had to put me in check. Somebody had to. They didn't send me to juvenile. They didn't send me to boot camp. I already been there, did it, done it. They sent me somewhere else where, okay, I'm going to say to my brothers, we're going to straighten you out. And, again, I keep in mind, I had no clue about wrestling. I didn't. That wasn't even in the back of my head. I was just going there. Which is, I didn't know. I didn't know what I was walking into. But I just happened to be there with Alpensica. And they're wrestlers. That's what they do. That's how they feed their family. My job is to be there and listen to my uncles and, and hope for the best with me. Trying to straighten out a 14-year-old or 15-year-old kid. You know what I mean? Born in 1960. I, I, I didn't know what's going on. I carried their bags. You know, we go town to town. And then uh, we just ended up here in New York and a year later in 79, 80s. And then, boom, magic. This is where all the magic happened for the Tonga kid. When they were first breaking you in, was the lesson learned on the first slam? Or did it take you a couple of weeks? Did you wonder, what am I doing? Did you want to quit? How hard was it for you as they were spelling it out to you? Yeah, kid? you know, it, it was hard. It really was. It was hard, but at that time, I don't have a choice. I, I don't have. That's why they sent me to them. They, you know, they, they trusted in them to believe to change their sign or whatever, and it worked. It worked, you know, what sometimes. Too. Oh, it was. It We're was. Sending it to the Samoans. Yes. And then end oh up God. in New York. And then end up in New York <laughs> out of all places. I'm just carrying their bags, listening to the nephew. Sure. Nephew, do this. Watch the car, whatever. I washed their trunk. I've been on the road with them. I met a lot of legends. But never thought that New York City, where I, the Tonga kid, would land, Sampatu, with my uncle and get the big break where all the magic happens right here in New York. It's basically where it became a star. And we're going we're gonna to talk about that magic. But first, uh, earlier you were talking about your family. You have a great family, right? And with every family, there's triumph and tragedy, right? Um, life and death. But uh, Umaga, Eddie Fatu, your brother. Yes. Incredible talent. Oh, man. Can you talk to us and just tell us about your brother and... What kind of person this man was? Because as a wrestling fan, what a talent. But I could imagine with someone being that talented, what a great human being he probably was. <clears throat> yes. Um, again, these are uh, very sensitive, you know, that come out. But uh, again, I'll just keep it real. He, my brother was a good person. I'm not just telling you or the world because he's my brother. You have to know him to say these things, and I know him. He was a good person, a good human being, a good dad, a good uncle, a good brother. He was a given man. And what I did when I was a kid, I shared my blessings. And, uh, you know, my brother Edward Fatu, my mom calls him Edward Fatu. I was wondering, like, who are you calling Edward Fatu? I didn't know that was his real name. You know, <laughs> you know that's his, your brother's real name. I thought it was Eki. You know, but he said, no, it's Edward Fatu, so on the birth certificate. But uh, my brother, who, 
he went so so quick, yeah. so fast, and uh, and to this day is a uh, it's hard. We're still trying to deal with it, and I know it's been a while. But anytime you lose a loved one, it's uh, those are hard to bounce back from. Uh, we got to learn how. We I try to really learn how to dust myself up. Even with Yoko, I always think, what would be if they were still alive and here with us or with me, you know? What would it be like, a celebration? There's always laughing and joy all the time with us. So we miss half of that, you know? We miss half of the Samoans, our family. You know, they're all falling. Everyone's falling like dominoes right now. And a lot has to do with the choices they make, the stuff they eat the things they do in life, you're putting in your body, you know, it, it's all up to you, you know, rather you want to move forward in life or not, but my brother had some issues he was dealing with, and, you know, it can, again, like I said, it can be family issue, it can be work issue, it could be maybe he didn't go, Vince sent him, I guess, to some rehab or whatever the case may be, but uh, again, you know, you can't stick I can lead the horse to the water, but I can't make you drink it, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's a good person. He really was. Well, like, again, I'm not saying that because he's my brother. Please don't. don't. I'm not trying to be a hero or saying, oh, you only say it because he's brother. No, I'm telling you, he is a good person, a good human being, a good dad, a good brother. He was just a given person, you know. And he was humble. He just happened. I mean, the spotlight they gave him, he earned that. I mean, he's a good fucking wrestler man mm -hmm. a good mm -hmm. worker a savage a beast a bulldozer you call it all you combine all them wrestlers in one that's my brother humanga right sam, there sam i would hope that it would be comforting at least to you because i'm sure you recognize this since this passing his legend Absolutely. amongst wrestling fans has grown to almost mythological proportions people want him in the hall of fame yesterday i mean the that must make you feel good at least, I would assume. Yes, yes. I mean, at least they recognize him. At least they thought about him. You oh, know what I mean? He's great. Sam, I, Sam, I'm going to tell you a true story. Great. I have a daughter. She's 30 now. If I was going to have a son and my wife could back this up, my daughter could back this up, I was going to name my son <laughs> Umaga. And no that is way. The truth. What a he no, that is the truth. He if my wife was no here, way. she would tell you. I was Umaga naming Monty. my son Umaga. Umaga. There's Umaga right here. That's it, baby, Umaga. Oy, oy, oy. So, Sam, <laughs> you, you, you had some children, and uh, from what I've read, your wife had a heart attack during childbirth and recovered, God bless. Yes. Can you tell us that story of what kind of what happened and how you felt during this whole Which thing? Which is also medically unheard of from what I understand. Well, thank too, God. What happened in that situation. Thank God and God that's bless. Yeah. Man, that was a 12, <laughs> 12 years ago. You know, I, uh, this motherfucking wine, I need a zip for that, man. That's a totally. <laughs> a yeah, that's really. Yes, yes. At commercial that, break, I'm bringing it over. All right. Oh, refill. All right. <laughs> right here, baby. Yes, got you. Uh, I thought, you know, of course it was flu season that time, so what what are you supposed to think? <laughs> mm. So we anyway I ended up taking her to the emergency that night. It was about late, like two in the morning, maybe one. And uh I go park the car, you know, like I always do. <laughs> and uh she goes in and, and then I come in and uh they said, uh something's wrong with your wife. I said, Oh, what's going on? 
She said, oh, she's pregnant. That's what they told me. I thought she had the flu. They go, oh, no, she's pregnant. I said, okay. That's the first visit. The second visit, we go, now we, I know she's pregnant now. We know. This is a shock because she wasn't supposed to be pregnant. She's not supposed to have any kids, period. I was 45 years old. She's not supposed to have any kids. Well, second loop around, now we know she's pregnant. She knows she's pregnant. Boom. Never didn't know we were going to have twins. Never at all. We thought it was one baby. That was it. Anyway, so... The next visit, now we go for the, her checkup. Pregnant ladies go to regular for checkup, not emergency uh, appointments, right? So she walks in there, and then uh, I drop her off. I park the car again the second round. And then they turn around, and uh, next thing you know, we have all of these people on the third floor. Keep in mind, it's just a regular appointment, you know, just a checkup, see how she was doing. So when she arrived, or when... She arrived there. They took her straight up to the third floor. I parked the car. When I arrived, I couldn't get up to the floor because there was too many commotion happening. I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. This that I don't. In my back of my mind, that that ain't my wife. Right. Uh, that ain't my wife. Right. You know. But I know There's the floor else. she's on oh, yeah. because I said, "Oh, she's on the third floor." Okay. You already text me. So, okay. So anyway, I get up to the third floor. I never forget the room number. It was a fifteen. I'll never get that room done because that's what caught the corner of my eye because they wouldn't let me in the door. Now I know it's my wife. Something's going on. So she uh, ended up uh, having, the, I guess, started with a blood clot or something like that, and it, and it came up to the leg, mm. stopped her from breathing. Now, when they stopped her from breathing, the, I looked through the curtain, and there's a gentleman, uh, I mean a lady on top of my wife, pressing the chest to try to revive her. Keep in mind, she's pregnant now. You're jumping on her stomach, and you know, and now you're trying to get bring her back to life, or trying to get air in her. So the lady couldn't press no more. So a guy jumps on her now. Now you got two. Now they need a little bit more pressure, a little bit more muscle. I'm trying to get to the room. They're trying to block talk me from coming in, but I can see them doing this to my wife, and I'm trying to get to her. So the security code blue was for her, code red was for me. The, wow. So take the, me out and secure me sure. because there's too much happening. There's right. people everywhere. I mean, you're talking 40 people in this one little room. One's, they're all different. One's for the heart and the other one's for the leg. I mean, you got all these people trying to get to my wife. And then the, the last I remember is the doctor came out. You can almost see them bend the head down. And that feeling was the most darkest moment of my life. You can almost tell it's a, it's, she's dead, you know. Mm -hmm. When you when you see the doctors come out, you, you, they don't have to tell you. You can feel it. You can look at the emotion, and sure enough, man, she was gone. Yeah, she was gone. They covered with the blanket. I can see through the rope. That's how I knew the door number because of the the. I can see through it all the way, but I remember that room number, and I remember them covering her with the white sheet. And the doctors were outside in the hallway talking, and they secured me in some lunchroom and sent a preacher up there to me, a preacher towards my way, not to her, but to me. They caught me down. And then they sent some lady to check my blood pressure, some nurse, I don't know. And then um, I think maybe five minutes, four minutes later, the gentleman runs out to the hallway, and the doctors are sitting there trying to figure out, like, what happened? They're like four or five doctors don't even know what happened. Uh, they said something about a blood clot, and then I guess some other stuff, whatever. I don't know. 
I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. But then all I heard was this voice like, we got to pause. We got to pause. Oh, and then, boom, it's like, again, every fucking traffic again. People, people were fucking running all over. We got to pause. It's like fucking winning the lotto to them. Yeah. I don't know what that shit is. I can't get in because they locked me in the fucking lunchroom where they have lunch, these nurses and doctors. So they went back, boom, we got a pause. So, boom, they got the pause going. The other doctor comes in with, with you can hear them running down the, the, the fucking the, the hallway like spoons and forks. But this is not an emergency room. This is not a place where you cut someone and do surgery. This is an appointment. So they cut her, no anesthesia, nothing. They straight got the knife because she cut my wife. And they cut her like she's going to live. They could have cut her any way they wanted. Just to yank the babies out. Your next thing the doctor had to do to save my kids, the baby, the twins. They were trying to, they didn't have, whoever cut her wasn't trying to save just the twins. They cut her underneath where they wore the bikini, just like a, uh, whatever you call that stuff, where, right. how they cut ladies for, for to bring the babies out. I don't know what they call that. But they cut it like she's C-section. Mm -hmm. But they could have cut her like this. They could have cut. They could have cut her. Right. And get the fucking babies out. Right. Right now we need to focus on the babies. The wife's dead. Didn't work that way. When they cut, a, yep. whoever cut that doctor until this day I met her, she's the one that cut where they want to save all three parties. Mm -hmm. We can't go outside and tell that guy over there that all three lost all three of his family. I might as well just jump out the window, too. I ain't got nothing else to live for. But I mean, besides my other kids are grown, you know. Right. But anyway, yeah, as soon as they said, we got the paw, boom. And then they came in with the with all these night, no anesthesia, no nothing. My wife, she's already gone. As soon as they cut her stomach, the way they explained it, don't talk doctor to me. I know what a stroke is. I know what a heart attack is. Just talk straight. Tell me what, what happened. What do we? So when they cut her, they almost say it's like popping a balloon. When you pop the balloon... The air came out, so when they cut her, boom, the babies come out. The Now the blood, everything's flowing now. So it's almost like, okay, you know, whatever's happening is fucking happening. The babies are out. They got her in the breathing through. Everything is moving. We got 48 hours. Did she make it or she don't? Right now she's critical condition. Same time, the babies, the same way my kids. They were 26 weeks. Mm. They didn't even have a heart. They had a heart, but it's not the fully developed. So one doctor holds one of my son, Marley Patu. I got a girl, Miracle. And they're doing the heart, the same thing what they did to my wife when she was. So now you got one doctor having them like this, and they're, they have the finger, and they're walking my kids down the oh, the twist. Wow. One, pressing to keep the heart pumping until yeah. they got them to wherever they need to get them. Because this is not even an emergency room. This is, has nothing to do with a drama. Uh, it's just uh, a whatever. regular practice. It's just a regular appointment room. You, like, you just go to fucking for a checkup. Right. And all this shit took in. place in that room. Right. Never happened in California history at all. Till today, people still talk about that. Never happened. You need to call Code Blue, they lose them. This Code Blue, they didn't lose my wife or my kids. You know, they Code Red, well, of course, for me, because I was already, I, I don't know what's happening. I'm, I'm freaking out, you know. But, yeah, that's how all that happened. Now, now I got two healthy, uh, beautiful twins, Miracle uh, and Marley, you know, a set of twins, uh, 12 years old right now. So, and again, I just give, uh, uh, you know, right, again, right place at the right time. The doctor, I guess if I didn't take her in that day, or, or she would have, I would have lost her. Very blessed. Yeah, I, I, yeah we, blessed. I would have lost her. Yeah, if I would have waited another day, I wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking about well, it. You know? with that.
I yeah. say God bless and thank God. Man. With that, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right. back with pro wrestling legend. And I'm allowed to call him this, the Tonga Kid. Do you treat your dog as part of the family? <laughs> well, so do we. So why not celebrate your pup's birthday with the ultimate party box? Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Party Pup Info, and let us make your pup's party or any celebration perfection. That's right, folks. Canine Corral for all your dog daycare and overnight care. Call 631-549-1544. That's 631-549-1544. The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by... Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine, New York attitude, good fucking wine. Yeah. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestler and broadcast, Monty DeFaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV. We are with an incredible person not to mention one of the greatest pro wrestlers in the history of pro wrestling, the Tonga Kid in studio. All right, man. Let's do it, Sam. Let's go on to where we got to see you when we were in junior high. And oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. This and is the fun. Because we're right about to <laughs> Thank so you. We can't do that, yeah. you know. Uh, you know. Thank, yeah. <clears throat> so there we are. We're talking the WWF back in the early 80s. Bob Backlund is champ. We're not at Hulk Hogan era yet for you folks at home. I'm drawing you a picture. Post Bruno San Martino, pre-Hulk Hogan, Backlund, and the guy named Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yes. Uh. Of course, we all know that you show up in the WWF defending the honor of your cousin, the great Superfly Jimmy Snooker. And boy, oh boy, talk about right place. Right time. Hey. Right superstars. Jimmy Snooker is at his... He's so red hot, forget it. you got blisters all over your fingers if you touch him. Same thing with Roddy Piper. And here comes the Tonga Kid. Tell us about that awesome debut and your match with Rowdy Roddy Piper at MSG. Please. Man, it's like as hot as that hot sauce you got right there, man. That's how hot. That's how hot we were. That's how hot we were, man. We were hot as that hot sauce right there, man. Oh, by the way, I our, our new sponsor, under the okay. table hot sauce. You got to try it, man. Please. Man, we were on fire. We were on fire. I mean, it's like anything touches, it's gonna burn. That's how hot it was back then. I didn't realize that how hot this angle was, and how I mean, we're just on fire. Everywhere we went, sold out. I mean, again, the right place at the right time. You call it same thing. What I said earlier about my wife, just at the right place at the right time. How did it come about that they broke it to you? You were going to be a part of this huge program. Did you? Were you? Were you just like blown away by it? But, How was it broken to you? Well, they broke it to me in uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania, the little sure. hall where they shoot TV every sure. Wednesday. Sure. Yeah, they broke it down. Uh, Jimmy had got some uh, run into some issues. Or like all other wrestlers run into issues, you know, you got to mm. send him to uh, some kind of rehab or whatever he was dealing. Again, I was young. I don't know a lot of them. Uh, that's just what I hear. Again, I was there 
at the same time uh, they were talking about that and they needed uh, uh, someone to try to not replace him. I could look with all full respect. I love Jimmy. He's a great person, a good mentor, a good father, good uncle, you name it all. I've been around at the young age, and I'm not trying to take Jimmy's spot. I wasn't trying to act like Jimmy. I wasn't trying to fulfill Jimmy's shoes. I could never fulfill them legend's shoes. Hell, we don't even fucking wear shoes, so. That's pretty funny. I mean, God damn. I got it. Motherfucker, why, boy? You know, there you go. You know, I, I can you never. You were maintaining the momentum. Yeah, we just had the. I just again, I had to be in the right people. When they broke that, it was for me. It was an honor. Then at the same time, I thought, man, I was actually like, can I do this? Right. I mean, I sort of doubted myself for a minute there. Course. You know, course, so right? I mean, I don't. They threw me into the lions. Like, yeah, wow, I'm supposed to learn that like how, right now. How does that <laughs> Shit, feel? How you got that ten feel? minutes before you're on the match, kid. Hurry the fuck up. Oh no, I don't have ten minutes. I need to overlook this, or somebody got to show me something. Huh? Tell me anything. But it was so hot. I didn't realize how hot it was. Because keep in mind, when Snook and Piper had, when I jumped in, I'm young. I don't know nothing about the angle. I have no idea who Piper is. I have no idea who Mr. T is. I have no idea who the hell these people are. But again, I, I happen to look like Snooker. Yeah, you're the Tonga kid. And Vince said, hey, okay, we're oh, yeah. going to make you the cousin. Because back then, there was a lot of Polynesian. If you guys don't look at it, you, I'll name a few. You got Don Morocco from South Pacific, mm -hmm. Hawaii. You got sure. Siva Ivy from Western Samoa, mm -hmm. South Pacific. You got the Wild Samoans from the American Samoa, South Pacific. You see? So mm -hmm. all the areas were covered. We need to hurry up and come up with a name for me. But on my favorite, it helped me it's because of my age. My age. Right. I mean, uh, right. I was like the youngest. Baby. I, they hired me. You're I, a baby in that they, crowd. They right? hired me. <laughs> they sure did. Hey, 16-year-old here, we'll hire you. I'm only 16. I can't get a job. <laughs> you got to be 18 or older to get in the bar. Fuck <laughs> it. You 16, you can drop gig. Okay, we're gonna. There you go. Was Vince nervous about getting you out there on? Well, a, well, well, by the way, I want, I, I want you. To, I want you to understand. <laughs> get out of Breaking bread with this man yeah. a little while ago. And we were talking about that moment. You ate my fish, though. I did eat your fish, you and, you, and you missed fish. out. He you ate my steak. fish. That's his problem. Nice I don't know what you got dessert, a coconut. <laughs> the fish is good. I mean, come the coconut. on, Slam. What the but hell? You're terrible. He's younger than we are. <laughs> Who would have known? Wait a minute. That the guy that's made he of got this massive was sixteen years old. Whatever. So I want to I want to tell people out there. I'm just, not that old. I refuse to admit anything. Go I want on. I want to I want to share the story because I think it's pretty important, right? Yeah, go ahead. In life, there's certain moments that oh, you remember. Of course. And as a wrestling fan, there's, there's certain, certain moments that you remember. Wrestling moments you remember yeah. in your life. Yes. This so moment, on. yes. That match, oh, I remember like it was yesterday. Great. A few reasons. One, he's new to the. He's new to the Federation. He comes on. They do that angle. Yeah. He's after Piper. He's defending his uncle, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Was... You can't take him seriously. He's nobody. This is Roddy Piper. They're just going to do this this crap on TV. Yeah. All good. It was very entertaining. Yeah. But I remember the, the, the month before, Howard Finkel would always... It, would he always would announce the main event. Next month's matches. One of the best announcers. Yep. Oh, Announces great. the main event, Tonga Kid right. against Roddy Piper. Right. I used to go to the garden every month. Right. That month, I said, I ain't going to that. Sold out. That, that's I'm not ridiculous. Sold out. So we get to watch it on MSG like we used to. Red hot. 
this that, match, that match was ridiculously, was hot. ridiculously oh incredible. I had to ask him at the dinner table, and please yeah. explain. Yeah, he got look, me Is this rehearsed? I got because it right now. This, I got goosebumps, too. Got right that now. match is flawless, <laughs> exciting, oh, fire, talk about everything. So I did ask soup. you, so maybe you could explain, because I thought it was interesting when we were having dinner. When... Piper's ramming your head against the turnbuckle. I'm thinking maybe you guys talked about it, but you go ahead. Go yeah, take it from so, there. Okay, so here's what happened. So uh, we didn't rehearse that. It's it basically everything was on the fly. You got to keep in mind, I'm in completely a virgin with everything, you know, walking into this. All I had to do was listen. But everybody has their moment to shine. Everybody wants to shine. So back then, you got the Michael Jackson, the moonwalk, okay? Michael Jackson, one of the hottest hip-hop in the fucking world right now, right? I mean, back then, the 80s. Well, I sort of put a little two and two to K. Piper didn't even know I was going to do that. He had no idea. All he knows, every someone you slam a headbutt together or you bump their heads or hit them on the turnbuckle, you hit them with a chair, we don't sell it. Right. Our gimmick is you got a hard head. Right. Well, yeah, we really do have a hard head. In reality and right, we do have a hard head. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, you hit me with a chair, I'll probably go down and gag myself, but we do have hard heads because sure. your wife or whoever can tell you that over and over and over and over again. That's what I mean by hard head. So now, here we go, the headbutt, okay, boom, everybody sells or they don't sell it. My thing was, okay, let me put a little bit of the flavor on it. I'm trying to stay with the 80. I'm trying to stay. Who's the hottest movie star? Who's the hottest hip-hop? Who's the hottest? Michael Jackson was hot. I said, okay, I can dance. I'm young. I'm from the hood. I'm from the, I don't know. I'm now, what, you thinking about this during the match? Yeah. No. No. Oh, this was before. No. This is not during the match. This is the era that I was in. Okay, I got you. Okay, I, right, gotcha. I'm growing up in that era. Right. The Michael Jackson. Be there. Be there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. shit. You know, you know, like Rick James, you know, right. back in those. But what you're about to do wasn't planned, though, right? Not at, okay, not, not at ahead. all. Not at all. So Piper didn't even know it was coming. <laughs> it was. They Actually, he had no idea that I could dance. So we get to the dressing room anyway. So now, boom, here comes this. A little bit of the moonwalk. A little bit of the strutting. I put a little bit of the mix. People didn't know. How does he moonwalk with no shoes? <laughs> what is that move? Well, you got to know what that move is because that's one of the hottest fucking moves in hip hop is the right. fucking moonwalk. Oh, yeah. How can you not know what that is? Yeah. So I put that and I mix it, and on top of that, I don't have shoes. That even made it better. Yeah. And I don't, Simone's got hard head, so I'm not going to sell it. I can do this and look straight up. Everybody does that. So why not do it, add a little dance to it, and a little bit of a moonwalk? And it's all up to the heel how to sell it. Either right. he'll cut me off or let me do my thing. Right. And, and boy, he let me he, do my did, thing. Did he boy, sell that yeah. shit, man? Oh, he didn't even know what was coming. He came back to the drugs. He said, what the fuck was that? <laughs> he don't even watch. He don't even know the Michael Jackson. He probably know. But, I mean, his kids probably know more than he is. Right. You know? But, yep. again, probably just followed the momentum of the 80s to the 82. Whatever is happening, I'm trying to stay in the race. His, you know? his face during that, like, he had never seen anything like that before in his life. Yeah. I mean... Boy, Jimmy, I got to tell you. He just looked like that. He was, I mean, <laughs> exactly. He was looking at me like he the had most, no idea what I was doing. The most beautiful aspect of that moment, though, shows the amazing professionalism and the recognition of the moment of Roddy Piper. Yes. He let your moment breathe. Yes. yes. The crowd had well time exactly. to let it all out. His reaction was, "How? what on earth? Yeah. 
everything. He lived but he could have cut me off. He could have. He could have not let me shine. But he could have just. But, but he, he didn't. recognized that's not doing either of you a favor at all. He knew it's what not was helping. Best. Uh, an amazing moment, man. Yes. Amazing, He's so professional. Moment. So that's why they're called legends. Right. I'm a legend. I'm a legend. I'm, I'm not putting myself over. I'm, I'm a legend. Well, you're. Well, you're you're a, you don't have to. You are a legend. You know, I give a shit about Hall of Fame with all due respect. But my kids said to me, and that's all that matters. That you are, you are our Hall of Fame. That's all that matters to Absolutely, me. Absolutely, bro. Man. You're <laughs> our Hall of Fame. Yeah, you, know you I mean? are our Hall of Fame. If I could fame. really spell it out, that time That's... period, junior highs, which we were in when yes. that moment happened. Junior highs from here through the Great Plains to California. Yeah. We're all talking about you, bro. Absolutely. Man. That was, that's beautiful. You can't ask for more. I didn't even fucking make I made the high school, but they kicked my ass out in ninth grade, maybe 10th grade. <laughs> Shit, that's how bad I was. I was beating people. I was bullying. What, look, what I'll do is... put some shoes on. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> I was just bullying, you know, people. Experience. I'm a little older and a little wiser. I tell kids, now even my own kids don't ever bully nobody. No, that's not the right thing Dang. to do. I mean, you know, it's sort of, you know, just... Don't it's not a it's not a good uh, atmosphere. I mean it's just not good all the way around. But I, I experienced it. Now that I look back, the guy took his lunch bag. I beat his ass up. He was a nerd. I mean I can go on and on, but uh, you know I, I wish I never would have did that. Period. You know, but right. you, know, you learn as you grow, and you know that's just the bottom line. Right. I mean it's almost like you gotta crawl before you walk, and you gotta walk before you fucking run. It's simple. Right. That's it, bro. I mean, this is how simple it is. You know? I'm sorry, no, uh, the whatever I, the kids I beat up back in high school. <laughs> I see in the ninth grade. I'm sorry, Tommy. I do remember Tommy. I pulled his hair out and yanked him back and threw him in the locker, and the locker was like maybe he's big. <laughs> sorry, Tommy. And you think, I, you I remember think him. <laughs> you think we had him? <laughs> He's the only one I threw in the locker. <laughs> I can't say I had the time so, to kid knock him. Sam, <laughs> yeah. Sam, speaking about Jimmy Snuka, oh. you were on Dark Side of the Ring last year, and <clears throat> he did that special on the passing of Nancy Argentina. Uh, so there's so many. We've had many wrestlers on. There's so many different stories going on. Can you just tell us what you know and? Do you believe that Jimmy killed that girl or didn't kill that girl? No. Pass, no, and pass. Gotcha. Fair enough. With that, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with, in my opinion, your opinion, Hall of Famer, the Tonga Kid. He Jimmy, I got to take a dump. What? No. I mean, I need a dumpster. <sighs> well... For all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental, Long Island, New York, 631-900-DUMP. Hmm. <laughs> oh, what's up, Mike? Hey, Jimmy, what's going on? Yeah, nothing much. You know, Jimmy, I love this country. Oh. I love to buy made-in-America material, and I love to buy my artwork at TAG. T-A-A-G, Made in America, 14 East Broadway, Port Jefferson, New York, 11717, the shop at the corner. And Nitro's Garage, for all your automotive needs, call 646-675-2349. That's 646-675-2349. For all your automotive needs, Nitro's Garage, ask for Jack. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, where we are honored to have 
future Hall of Famer, <laughs> the Tonga Kid. By the uh, way, you've got opinions about the Hall of Fame, my friend. What are your thoughts on that, sir? Look, I, I mean, me personally, like I said, uh, my, my kids told me that you are a Hall of Famer, and may I take that to the heart. That's good enough for me. You know, me personally, the Hall of Fame, we all know that wrestling is entertainment. I can't say it's fake because I'm dealing with issues right now from wrestling, which is mm. a lot of chronic pain. I deal with it all the time. So what do I do to relax my nerve? I got to smoke. You know, I got to smoke some good weed, and it's just the way it is. It's reality, and everybody adapts different in life. And that's what I was required to do towards my doctor and therapy and everything else. So I go through this every day. So how do I adapt in life? I move forward and stop whining and complaining. But when it comes down to all the pain, I don't have the itch for that. And what I mean by that, I, I get it, people. They say, oh, you should be a Hall of Fame. You should be a Hall of Fame. And look, I get it. I totally get it. But being so young and learned a lot of shit in this business, which has made me a millionaire. I used to be a millionaire or could have made me a millionaire. I mean, there's so many ways to go with this. You know what I mean? Could have, could have, got it, could've didn't have it. Should've. You know, you know, there's shit on, look, shit on, buried. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, jobber, you name it. I've been all that shit. Sure. So uh, the ones that really deserve to be the Hall of Fames are the ones that really earned it and worked hard for it. I'm not knocking all the legends that are not here with us today. They're lost. And, I mean, they're past and 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 moved on and then a lot of them are still some are still here with us today and some fortunately are not you know but uh, <coughs> well, those that are played golf and you watch tiger wood they give them green jackets out those are you call hall of fames mm -hmm. again i'm not knocking the, the, the wwe let's get it clear i'm not knocking any other wrestler i just want people to know that our business is entertainment it's what we do in golf, that ain't fucking entertainment. These guys deserve to wear that green jacket. These are Hall of Fame. These are the ones that, that carry, that work hard every single day. We work hard, too. But I get it where people say that the match that you guys uh, represent or we represent wrestling for a long time. I must have took a thousand slams a year. I get it. I know. But I always in the back of my head, I don't want to say fake because I'm dealing what I'm dealing with now, you know, with uh, high blood pressure, uh, chronic pain, uh, sciatic nerve. These two eyes right here, are Brad, these are cornea transplant right here. These two eyes are mm. cornea transplant. Mm. And all this is caused from wrestling, mm. my job. You won't get it in golf, <laughs> and, you know, you can't. But these are cornea transplant. Nobody paid my bill. No, WWE didn't pay nobody. Um, my wife paid all this shit through insurance. So I'm going through those issues because of my job. So when I had the cornea transplant, I was done supporting my family. And that hurt it. I went to the DMV, believe it or not, to get my driver's license. I couldn't even see the E. Mm -hmm. And the, um, the E had to be big as shit. I, you can't, that's the first letter you see. You got to take the eye exam. If you don't pass the eye exam, why are we putting you in the car? Right. It don't make no fucking sense. Right. I, couldn't, I couldn't see nothing. I was completely blind, but didn't recognize. So they closed this eye, closed this eye. Anyway, so now I, there's no driver's license, no ID. Now they put you in the, the surgery, and it's up to me. I, what do I got to fucking do? I'm blind anyway. Go ahead and cut me. I don't give a shit. Give me somebody's else eye, and this is what these are. So the left, never forget the name. At 3 in the morning, I got a call. Told we got, we're ready. You know, we got a, a trans. I mean, they almost had a car accident, I don't know, an hour ago. The eye's fresh, and her name's Linda. He's a cornea drain. You put another eye. They got to take your eye out and put another eye in. 
I got Linda here and Diane over here. And sure. this is serious. This is real talk. This is not bullshit. This is, is it real. Amazing because I cannot yeah, tell. Yeah. You. So uh, you can't tell. You got Linda's eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm hey. I'm think God. And Linda, hey, Linda and Diane will stick with me forever. A true oh my couple. God. Of, this you is, could see clearly the rain was gone. <laughs> the cloud, there's no cloud there. <laughs> so uh, exactly. So I ended up with that. So no wow. issue. But uh, besides the, the host said the Hall of Fame, hey, you know, thank you. I thank you guys for thinking about me. I thank you for watching my whole career. And like you guys probably know a whole lot more in my career than I do. We might, you know, we but, might, which, which isn't which isn't yeah. good, right? No, it makes us hey, talks big that, time. That motherfucking wine, you know. There you go. There you go. Uh, Sam, we've had uh, Lee Cole in the studio. He's the brother of Tom Cole. Tom Cole, of course, was part of the Ring Boy scandal involving Mel Phillips and Terry Garvin. I know this is probably not an easy thing to ask you about, but Tom Cole had said about Pat Patterson, who I know, I know you. You had your memories of Pat. He would say about Pat Patterson the following. He'd look at you, and when he was talking to you, he'd look right at your crotch, and he'd, like, lick his lips and shit. He'd make sexual gestures by looking at you like that. Now, this is Tom Cole saying this. He'd put his hand on your ass and squeeze your ass and stuff like that. He'd check you out like you were a chick. I'm just curious, and you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but as far as Pat Patterson goes... Most of the people who come in here love him. Is there any truth to any of this, the shenanigans we hear about Pat with someone like what Tom Cole would have to say regarding Pat's sexual conduct behind the scenes? I think it is. I think it is. I mean, you know, everything has to be a hush-hush, shut-shut. You know what I mean? Everything's closed by and I mean, there's a position for everyone to do in the WWF. Mm. Mm. Everybody has a position to do. Whether you bend <laughs> yes. down or stand up tall. Or wow. Fucking take a bump or, <laughs> or kneel. Or take the pinfall. <laughs> take the blame. Let's play horsey. <laughs> what the heck is going on here? You know, I'll take the heat today. Oh, my I God. I wasn't there That's while right. you were there last night. Oh, my God. So, so, Patterson never called you into the back of the shower, did he? I hope. No. Okay, good, good. Pat. I'm just checking. Pat. Hey, Linda, come in here yeah. and bring Susan with you. <laughs> that, 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 this that, is that. terrible. This is awful. Here, Sorry, here, Pat. Here. This Here's what I can remember about Pat, and I'm saying this from um, <laughs> not the motherfucking wine. Right? <laughs> growing up in the business, Pat had a lot to do with me get into the WWF. He's a genius, we love him. Into the WWF Understood. with the father. Understood. Not the Understood. son, the gotcha. father. The big, the big kahuna. The senior. big dog. There you go. The nicest big dog. They got me the good money, good life. Every Pat was the one that made it happen because Pat seen something in me. He was probably checking me out. He's seen something in me. Uh, but I never went that far as all the rumors that float around the dressing room. But I do know every time I walked by him, he always slapped me in the ass. He didn't squeeze it. He didn't squeeze it. Okay. He didn't look up and down at did, my crotch or whatever. You, did he say to you, beat it? No. He, <laughs> he said, you walk he over said to my room you're like? up next. Oh, this is, oh, this is awful. That's what he did. He oh. slapped me in the butt and said, you're up next, kid. There you go, kid. Hey, go out I was 16. there. Well, well, fuck, I could have been a man. I could have had a lot. I could have sued. I'll, yeah. I'll come. I could have been. Oh, oh, oh that's yeah. it. You're done. These yeah. are minors. What are you such doing a, here? You know, such never, a kind interview has gone the wrong never way. Never slap. But he was, Pat was a good, uh, for me anyways, I know other wrestlers, but I speak only for my, my behalf. 
He was good to me. Mm -hmm. He helped me get in the position I was in. He helped me get into WWF. Mm -hmm. He helped me and my brother, Rakishi, get into WWF. When we were in Pensacola, Florida, we left WCW back in the 91, 92. Then we got a break as the head shrinkers. Right. Uh, WWF, you know, and Pat called us, me to Mobile, Alabama. I mean, they're just, I mean, Pat had a lot to do. I don't know who else to fucking call WWF at that time. I mean, who else am I supposed to call? I can't call, I don't know Vince that well, the, 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 the son. I don't know the wife. I don't know none of them. All I know is Pat Patterson and right. Chief J Strongbow. Right. Right. I was 16. I'm a little older now. I was WCW, Simone Savage, and boom, now I lost my job there. I'm fucking 91 or 90. My son Jacob's been born. Boom. Okay, what the fuck am I doing? I'm 92. 90. I'm calling Pat Patterson, WWF. I'm calling him every single day. We get a break, and this is where me and my brother Rakishi comes in, Mobile, Alabama. Boom. We got hired right there on the fucking spot. A week on the road. What a short fucking dream that was. <laughs> they fucking cut us off. Right. I want to get two right. fan questions in real quick. Oh, okay. Um, we got fans. Maria Davis asks, yeah. who's the stiffest wrestler you ever wrestled? Stan Handsome. <laughs> nice. He can't see either. He's blind as a <laughs> motherfucker, but he'll he rock you. He'll hit you. You'll, you'll feel it if he hits you. You'll wake up. How did you go? You guys can't even. Phil Descares <laughs> asking, your debut, what was your shoot weight? Oh. Shoot weight? Yeah. yeah like, how was yeah, your so really what was weight? your real weight? Uh, two or five. Wow. Not guessing. Uh, yeah, because I remember playing football in high school. Oh, JV, I forgot I ever even made it to the varsity. <laughs> How much did Joe McHugh say so, he weighed? Here's a very really here's, a, here's a very interesting question, and I I really do. This is a pretty impressive question. Oh, I didn't even nervous. think about it myself. I'm getting nervous now. But what is um, this impressive question? Bob McCarthy asked. Oh, okay. In the eighties, okay. kayfabe was really strong. Um. Mm. What were your thoughts about you and Piper exposing the business, making the movie Body Slam? Ooh. Keep it real. <laughs> well, simple. Exposing. What, there's, it's been exposed way before me and Piper got in, together in the business. The only, look, the only reason why they make that movie is because now it ran into showbiz. After WrestleMania, Mr. T, I mean, who the fuck? I mean, not that I, I'm, I'm not saying it because I hate Mr. T or but now you mix Hollywood with fucking rest. They just took that right. fucking shit away from us in WrestleMania. Right. I thought they were just there for halftime to sing, you know, Captain Lou, the, the the MTV, the video, whatever, you know, all that fucking shit they did with Liberace. with Cindy Lauper and Liberace. Dave. I just thought it was just the sh like a halftime show. Right. I didn't know they were part of the whole fucking show. I mean, they were the main event. They got Mr. T coming back with Hogan. And, oh, that would have made a lot of fucking wrestlers upset. And Mr. T don't know shit about wrestling. Interesting. Fucking right they're going to be. I'll be fucking hot, too. What, are you going to make $200,000 in one fucking 30 minutes? Mm -hmm. Bullshit. You know, I mean, we've taken thousands, we're taking a thousand bumps a fucking year for you. So T was well, the spot. You see? So uh, 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 you can get a lot of people hot like that. I how, mean, much you, I, how'd you, how much money did you make for Body Slam? Man, I think I was up maybe, I think a month. It took a month to film that movie, and I think they gave me, if I'm not mistaken, I think they gave me 50 grand. <laughs> wow. But that ain't shit compared to what's happening now. Oh, sure. Well, but sure. still, but, back but, then. But, well, back then, well, shit, all that motherfucker. All so that between, motherfucker body slam, between Body Slam at 50 yeah. grand. And main eventing Madison Square Garden against Pipe. How much did you make for that? Wow, I'm up there. The I know 20, a lot 30. more. 
Man. So you're talking I, within a well, year, I, bro. I, you bring it home for two two events. You're bringing I'll home. I'll probably walk away with twenty five, maybe twenty grand wow. at a young age. So I mean, that's and that's that's a night. I mean, the family is good. Like I said, I mean. I guess a lot. That's where the, that's just where. See now you we're gonna stir the can up because I'm coming now. The motherfucker. That, this is where it's gonna kick in. Now you got these guys that did 20 years in the business, and I only did a year, maybe one or two, mm-hmm. and they're paying me all this money because I'm at the right place at the right time. But now you're mad because you did 20 years in wrestling and you never ever made that money before. Mm. Why the fuck are you getting mad at me for? I had nothing to do with it. Now you want to slice my throat. You want to tell them I'm stew. They're going to stew. Talking kid this, talking kid that. I wasn't even there in Chicago last night. Who gave uh, you man. grief, guys? Like Putski? Because <laughs> I'm taking Putski right away. You know? You know? That's what I'm thinking. It, just, these are just old time. It's almost like, okay. I'm, I'm going to keep it simple and real. Okay. It's almost like the mother person up in the White House. Step down, let the young generation step over. You've been there for 83 years. Move the fuck on. <laughs> Let's take over. Give some other kids some college or other, yeah. some other, give them a chance That's to run bad. the goddamn country. So you're basically like saying, Ray Stevens, get your ass out of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> the kid is here, baby. And you get out the crippler. Yeah, okay, <laughs> there you go. You know, you felt like a baked potato. I mean, move on. I mean, you know, we got generation on top of generation. These guys are 85, 83. They're still trying to hold on to that shit. Let that shit go, man. Nick Bob your time, is, look, Nick your Bob time's Winkle. up. Your time's up. So we're almost out of time. I want you to talk about your son. Oh. And I want to talk about oh, there we go. what's going on with your son. What's happening here? Are we going to get him in the WWF? Oh, is he going to become head of the table? What's going on here, wow. brother? Man, I mean, there's so much fire. I mean, so much talk about uh, my son, uh, Jacob Fatu. I'm very proud of him, first of all, you know, for uh, holding it down. You know, MLW, mm-hmm. uh, heavyweight champion of the world. Yes, sir. Again, we all know this shit to work, but, again, you got to have leverage somewhere yes, in sir. this business. I mean, you know. Yep. Uh, but, again, you already seen the talent. I ain't got to talk about that. It's He's in the bloodline. Samoan Dynasty. And, uh, you know, it's almost like uh, you, you, when you get a chance or you get an opportunity, you got to jump WWF. So you had the chance or you had an opportunity and you didn't jump. Now you're trying to jump. It's, you know, it's, I'm not saying it's late. There's always negotiation. There's always, you know, this fellowship or talk about it or whatever. But I think my son is doing well. He's holding it down good. Uh, he's a good champion, the longest in MOW, I think 743 yep. days, I'm not mistaken. Yep. Again, I, I'm going to get it clear, I'm not saying it because he's my son, I ain't trying to put him over, but and, and it is, in reality, this is the story, there's, already, there's nothing new I can tell you that's already out there in the internet, so uh, he just, all he had to do is just uh, maintain the, uh, the exercise, stay in shape, and uh, Watch some of his old dad's videos back in the 80s where the fire comes in and the moonwalk and you know, all that good stuff, you know. But How heavy has the flirtations yeah. been with Vince? Because it makes no sense to me why they would not pull the trigger with this. You've got Roman Reigns doing his thing, and here's your son. <clears throat> what on earth? I mean, how heavy has the flirtations been with the company? Is he close? Is it close? Because it should be. I'm talking it, Vince it, right now. Yeah, but it should be. It should uh, you be. would think Roman should be his right-hand man like who Manga was. Rocky, she was. Mm-hmm. Yogozuna was. 
Peter Mavia was, The Rock was, the list motherfucking goes on and on and on. The Tonga Kid was, Haku was. You want me to keep going? Shit. Wild Samoan. You see what I'm saying? How can you how can you not flip a corner or tap and say, hey, bring him in? That's how easy it is. Oh, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. But you want to show power, okay? What's power gonna get you? All right, brother. So we got one final question, which we call the Pharaoh's final question. Oh, it's Sam. It's an unscripted question. Well, it's coming straight out of the star of the show's head. Way. He's going to hit you with it. And uh, off we go. Jimmy, right. what do you got for him? All right, Mr. Fatu. Give me, <laughs> give me your favorite moments in your career. Of all the moments you've had, you just got to give me one that you said, this is, this is why I did this in the first place. I did wrestling in the first place was for my mom, my dad, and my siblings. That's why I did wrestling. It went into wrestling. I did it for them. That wasn't my dream to become a professional wrestler, but it was an opportunity that I took, and I'm glad I did. I probably would have never made it to the NFL, but my whole thing was to play NFL football. You know, when you walked back to the dressing room after your amazing moment with Roddy Piper, was it then that you might have picked up the phone and called home and said, "Hey, I think I've arrived." I made, it. yeah, they seen it on TV. It was only on Saturday. It was only on Saturday morning. You only see it once a week back then. It was only Saturday mornings. I think it was right. I think yeah. it was nine in the morning. Mm-hmm. It was on uh, a TNT or some shit. I don't remember, but I remember them watching me in the mornings on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I made it. Yeah, I made it. You made it. I sure did. Congratulations. And you've been very blessed, my friend, just yeah. from your life story. 14 kids, uh, 14 grandkids, and five kids. And it's not about the money, but, you know, I'm I'm more richer now. I'm richer now than never was. 14 grandkids and two chicks' eyes. <laughs> not bad. Not, well, not bad. Yeah, seven, like, uh, four grandkids <laughs> and two chicks. You're right. And I got three. I got three. I got three wives now. I got one at home. home and two, I got one at home and two I travel with. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, yeah. the world's a better place because of you, sir. Yeah. And we thank you for being part of this show today. You did not Great disappoint. Uh, a lot more questions out there, but we're out of time. I want to thank you for taking your time out to j- join our show today. We are honored. We are privileged. And God bless you, man. Thank God you. God bless you all, too. And everyone that are watching and listening, God bless you all. If you didn't know, you are watching Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and Farrow, only seen here out of Indie Music TV. Please catch us on YouTube, Facebook Live page, the Monty and Farrow Facebook Live page. Hear us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Anchor. Catch us on New York Cable, Channel 115, every Tuesday from 7 to 7.30, and on Saturday, 6.30 to 7 a.m. Channel 20, which is a few hours from now, from 1.30 to 2 a.m. Farrell time. Coming up next Thursday, we have the job man, Miss Chris Moltaire, will be in studio discussing his book and his life as a professional wrestling, as a, he doesn't mind saying it, as a jobber. Why should he mind saying it? He should be proud of it. Well, he, 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 he kind of he says he has a problem with people saying it's talent enhancement. Well, it's called a job. We should parachute Barry Horowitz in and let them go at it. There you go. That would be fine. And on June 19th at 10 a.m., we've got Magnum TA. And at 11 a.m., right after that, we've got Lee Cole in studio. Lee 
wants to have a discussion over a few episodes ago where right. we had John Arizzi in and right. he was not happy with our comments about Mel Phillips. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Did you know Mel Phillips there? Hater. <laughs> Hater. <laughs> Hater. <laughs> Hater. I don't have to know him. I can just listen. This is Hater. Yeah. I, I had it in my life too. There you go. And on June 28th at 4 p.m., a special Monday show, we've got uh, NWA legend Baby Doll in nice. studio. Very nice. Farrow, any parting words, sir? Yeah, just thank you once again for letting us come into your living rooms. We love giving you this show. And until next time, you've been watching Monty and the Farrow. Later. Keep it real.